not today, Satan. Like that is in fact, not the only solution. In what universe does someone want to live in a household where they feel unseen and unheard and like the old history is overshadowing their present and their future? Where would you take your life if you knew you could not fail? I get it. As a stepmom, mom, and entrepreneur, sometimes it can feel like what everyone else expects of you versus what you dream about for yourself are on opposite ends of the spectrum. As a woman, you're taught from a very young age what society thinks you're worth based on how you look, how you behave, and how much money you're allowed to bring in. But I'm here to show you that you can be the woman who has it all, and not just on the outside. I'm Brittany Lynch, and you are the queen of your castle. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Queen of Your Castle podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Lynch. How the heck are ya? I feel like it's been a it's been a hot minute since I've done a solo jam, but this conversation is so darn important, and I feel really called to talk to you about it. So, if you follow me on Instagram at the Step Queen, then you might have seen a story that I did last week where I asked a question about your experience as a stepmom. Also, if you don't already follow me on Instagram at the step queen, then what the heck? Make it happen. Get on over there. Follow. Send me a DM. Say hi. But if you already are, which I hope that you are, if you already are following along, then you might recall that last week I put up a poll in my stories and I asked, true or false? One of the biggest wishes I have as a stepmom is to stop feeling like I'm an outsider to their family. I wish it just felt like our family. And y'all, that story, it blew blew up. I had so many people respond, yes, true. So many people messaging about it. So I decided I should really step up and lend my thoughts on the subject so that you can feel like your home is your home and your step family is your step family, your family. So aside from the blended family blueprint, which is going to be a free online event that I'm going to be hosting really soon um, in the blueprint, I'll be helping you discover what specifically does happily ever after look like to you because it looks different for everyone, right? Happily ever after looks different to everybody. And very often as humans, we tend to know what we don't want in life, but not many of us have any clear direction as to what we do want. What do we want our blended families to look like? How will you know when you've arrived at happily ever after? And on top of getting super clear on what that'll look like for you, I'm also going to help you craft a plan to get there. So that'll be coming up really soon. That's a blended family blueprint. And aside from the blueprint, which is free, by the way, uh, aside from the blueprint, I also wanted to make sure that I did a, a podcast episode about this for you. Why? Why do I want to do this podcast episode? Aside from this story about true or false, I feel like an outsider blowing up. Well, if you're listening to this podcast, then you probably would agree that stepmotherhood is almost synonymous with outsider, us versus them. 
their family with us stuck on as an afterthought. And that's a really uncomfortable place to live in. I remember one particular fight I had with my husband back in the day before I realized that step families don't function like nuclear families and we needed to stop trying to make it. Anyway, I remember this one fight that uh, Seamus and I had one time and I was like, how is it possible that an eight-year-old has more say about how this house is run than I do. Like, how is it possible? How is it possible that a woman who doesn't even live here has more say about this house than I do? Like, it's so frustrating. If you're the, if you're nodding your head, like, I, yes, it's so frustrating, isn't it? Like, your home should be your sanctuary. It should be your your safe place. And isn't it true? Wouldn't you agree that the people you share your home with should, at the very least respect each other, feel equal, feel accepted, feel seen, feel valued. Because that's how someday, one day, maybe you could actually get to a place where you're like, wow, we did it, fam. We blended. We did it. Like, we did it. So I am going to give you a few targets to work toward to so that you know that you have, in fact, blended, right? Like, if you're like, how do I know if I've blended? I'm going to give you a few bullseyes to like aim toward or put your energy toward so that if you want to get to this place where you feel like their family is our family, not our, not mine, but their family is your family, all one family. Hopefully this will give you some direction. But first, before I do that, before I give you your bullseyes, your targets, I want to explain why this outsider situation happens. Okay, I'll put on my counselor, my clinical counselor hat, and I'll tell you why the literature says that the outsider situation happens. Okay, so chances are pretty good that if you are in a relationship with a partner who has kids, there's probably been a time or two or a billion over the course of your stepmom journey where you became very aware of the fact that your spouse and the kids and their other parent existed as an entire family unit before you came into the picture. So in a nuclear family, a nuclear family being like the traditional conservative husband, wife, married, 2.2 kids. Okay. That's a nuclear family. Or for a lot of people, that definition doesn't fit. So first family also. Okay. One of the defining characteristics is that the couple predates the kids. Okay, the couple predates the kids in a first family, nuclear family, whichever type of family your partner came from. In a step family, though, the kids predate the couple. Okay, so what do I mean by that? Even if, hypothetically, even if a couple were to get pregnant the very first time that they met, they would still have nine months of getting to know each other before the baby came into the picture. And not only that, but the biological parents both would begin to bond with the kid at the same time. And at the same time as the kid 
began to bond with the biological parents. Attachments form, they start forming at the same time. History is created at the same time. But there's a very specific timeline where the parents will have known each other for at least nine months. They will have had a relationship with each other for at least nine months before their baby came into the world. The couple predates the kids. For non-hetero couples, this timeline probably looks a lot longer, right? For all other different types of family systems, this timeline, if we're adopting, et cetera, looks a lot longer. A lot of people have had a relationship for a very long time before kids enter the world. And a lot of people haven't, right? This is what I mean by there's, there's a lot of variability here. But in a step family, Obviously, one of the defining characteristics is that the romantic relationship is formed after this initial family system has formed. So you, if you're a stepmom listening to this podcast, you met or got involved with your spouse romantically after they already had kids. That's what is meant by the children predate the couple. And again, like I know there are all sorts of nuances and individual experiences. I know I'm speaking in large generalities here, but more often than not, this is a characteristic. And this means that a lot of the time there are going to be memories of holidays and vacations and birthdays that the first family spent together. There'll be memories of the way one of the parents used to make pancakes on Sundays while the other parent squeezed fresh orange juice, right? The kids will probably have these memories. Your spouse will probably have these memories. Their ex-partner will have these memories. And so for a lot of us, when the kids or your spouse talk about these memories, bring up these memories, reminisce on these memories, if you're like most stepmoms, then you might notice a little bit of a sting when these pre-you, pre-version you, pre-you coming into their lives. How do I, I don't know how to say that. I don't know the word. Memories before you came into the picture are brought up. These reminders that your spouse had a whole other life once upon a time. But this also means that if you do notice that sting when the kids talk about Christmas a few years back where their parents surprise them with a trip to Disney, or you do feel a sense of loss or grief about the fact that your partner has already been there, done that with somebody else. One of the reasons is because of this defining characteristic of step families. The kids predate the couple in a step family. But now here's the caveat. Even though your spouse and stepkids existed in a family system before you came into their lives. And even though there's bound to be some sadness or anger or grief over that, and even though you might wonder why you don't feel the same way about your stepkids as your spouse feels about them, and even though everything that you're feeling is totally normal and totally valid and super common, even though all of those things what kind of stepmom mentor would I be if I just said, well, that's the way it is, so deal with it. <laughs> I remember in my in my early stepmom days when I'd read everything under the sun that was written for, for stepmoms. I'd read literature and forums and blogs and all that stuff. 
That was kind of one of the pieces of advice that made me absolutely want to scream. And it was like everywhere. It was everywhere. That advice that was like, well, you knew your partner had kids already. So either suck it up or leave, princess. Like, this is the way it is. Not today, Satan. Like, that is, in fact, not the only solution. In what universe does someone want to live in a household where they feel unseen and unheard and like the old history is overshadowing their present and their future? Like if that's you, that that's cool too. Like no judgment on my end, but it certainly isn't me. In fact, that was one of the biggest reasons that I started Step Queen because I was like, this can't, those can't be the only two options. Like you've got to be effing kidding me. There's got to be a better way. And there is. So even though you might sometimes feel like your step family is their family and you just want it to feel like our family, your family, even though this is a really super duper 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 common feeling shared among stepmoms, it doesn't mean that the despair that you might feel over it is just a part of the package. Okay, I want you to really hear me when I say that. Just because you might be living through a common experience that a lot of us share doesn't mean you have to resign yourself to the fact that this is the way you're bound to be feeling forever. Just because so many stepmoms have this experience of being outsiders doesn't mean that this is the way that it should be. And in fact, one of the biggest mistakes that so many stepmoms are making is simply believing that they're outsiders. Telling yourself that you are an outsider isn't doing you any favors. And like, as a stepmom myself, I get it. Like, trust me, I get it. Nothing can prepare you for life in a step family. Nothing can prepare you for the roller coaster of emotions you'll experience. And again, hear me say this. No, you most definitely did not know what you were signing up for when you got into a relationship with somebody who already had kids. Even if you've done it before, even if you'd already been with somebody who had kids, every dynamic is different, period. It's not your fault. It's not your spouse's fault. It's not the kid's fault. It's not their other parent's fault. Step families are hard, man. And speaking from the perspective of a stepmom, between, you know, taking on so many parenting responsibilities without having the same rights or getting the same respect as a biological parent, having your schedule dictated by other people, you know, some of those people may be being people you don't even like really that much. Living with that looming feeling of being second place or runner up. Like I know how easy it is to fall into the trap of feeling like it's their family and you're just an afterthought. But lean in here. Let me ask you a question. I'm going to ask you a question. Does every stepmom who believes that she's an outsider actually end up creating a family that feels like she's part of it too. Telling yourself that you are an outsider when you want to be an insider is like telling yourself you're a doctor when you want to be a lawyer. What you focus on grows. And everything, everything you have in life is a direct result of the beliefs that you carry around with you, whether or not you're conscious of those beliefs right now. And all a belief is, a belief is just a thought you keep thinking. If you keep telling yourself, I'm an outsider, I'm an outsider, I'm an outsider, 
then how could you expect to see anything different than that? And I want to like reiterate, this isn't your fault. Like this is just the way our brain works. Okay. Like the way our mind works, it notices an issue, it notices something is wrong. It wants to fix that issue. But unfortunately, most people use broken strategies by continuing to think about the problem over and over and over again, rather than giving their attention to potential solutions. But if you keep giving your attention to the problem, if you keep thinking over and over and over again, I'm an outsider, I'm an outsider, I'm an outsider, I don't belong, I'm second place, I'm runner up, it's their family, then guess what? Your wish is your command. If you really want to create a happily blended family, if you really want to feel like an insider, if you really want their family to become our family, your family, then listen in to hear what I've got to say. If you do in fact want to create a happily blended family where their family can feel like your family doesn't it make more sense to focus your attention on how to make that happen instead of how it's not happening, how it hasn't happened? Do you want to know what every every happy, thriving, confident stepmom has in common? You might want to write this. If you're not driving, you might want to write this down. The thriving stepmom Okay, who the stepmom who feels super confident in her role, who feels like part of their family, like it is their family, it is her family, who never questions for one second if she's less important than her partner's first life. She knows something that maybe even you've forgotten. This thriving, confident stepmom knows that everything she has in life is a direct reflection of what she believes she is worthy of in life. I'm going to say that again. Again, write it down if you're not driving. The thriving, confident stepmom knows that everything she has in life is a direct reflection of what she believes that she's worthy of in life. It feels bad to think about how much of an outsider you are Because the truest, highest version of yourself knows that you are worthy and deserving of feeling loved and cherished and included. And if you currently do not feel loved and cherished and included, then it's probably time to get really curious about your conscious and subconscious belief patterns. Like you can do whatever you want. You don't don't have to. But whether you realize this or now or you realize this later, your stepfamily is a gift. Stepfamilies have this way of shining a very, very bright, obnoxious, obnoxiously bright spotlight on every single pattern that we have in our lives that's no longer serving us. And what a gift that you're giving yourself to allow yourself to get curious about those patterns, get curious about your beliefs. Most stepmoms never become happy stepmoms because they just never do this sort of work. Most stepfamily relationships end in separation because most people want to blame their partners and the kids and the kids' other parent for how they feel. Is it hard to question when and why and where your beliefs formed? Of course it is. But it's also hard to live in a household that you want to run away from 
but you don't because you're pretty sure nobody would even notice if you left, right? That's also hard, but you get to choose your hard. And only one of those options is going to result in personal growth and eventually, hopefully, freedom. So let me ask you this. Are you going to keep focusing your energy and your attention on all the milestones you weren't a part of, all the Disney trips you weren't around for, all the ways you don't get respect, all the ways your voice isn't heard, or, or are you going to maybe invite this discomfort as an opportunity to get to know yourself on a very beautiful, deep, authentic level? The choice is yours. Just know that until these patterns are illuminated and identified and untangled, they'll keep popping up over and over and over again. And I know I said at the beginning of the episode, I told you I'd give a few, a few like targets to aim your arrows toward so that you know that you have in fact blended. So if you do feel called to consider a few of these bullseyes to aim toward if you want to feel like your fam- their family is your family, then I would invite you to ask yourself how each of these feels for you and just choose the ones that feel aligned, okay? You might identify with all of these targets. You might identify with a few of them, maybe none of them. That's okay. The important part is that you begin to direct your energy and your attention toward an end goal that feels good to you and feels aligned with you. Put your energy and your attention toward where you want to go rather than toward how hard everything feels. Like the I have like this visual in my mind right now. I'm I'm Canadian, obviously. And when I started driving, uh, I had to take driver training. And one of the things that they teach you is like, if you're driving through a snowstorm and you, hashtag Canada, if you're driving through a snowstorm and you like hit a patch of ice or like the snow starts sucking you into the ditch or whatever, they teach you, look where you want to go. Don't look at the ditch because you'll go into the ditch. Look where you want to go. If you want to stay on the road, look at the road. And that's exactly what I'm inviting you to do today. Don't look at the ditch. Don't look where you don't want to go. Don't look at how much of an outsider you feel like you are. Understand that this is a characteristic of stepfamilies. The kids predate the couple. And then put your attention onto how do I, how do, how do I create a happily blended family? What does happily ever after look like to me? Not what does it not look like? We all, we all know what we don't want, but what what do you want? How will you know when you get there? So this is where I'm inviting you to look. Keep your eyes on the road, right? Keep your eye on the prize. This this is what I'm inviting you to do. Okay, so here are a few like little bullseyes that you can head toward. Try them on, feel them out. Know that you don't have to go anywhere you don't want to go. But here's what I've got for you, okay? I'll know. You can write this down if you want to. And if you're not driving, I'll know that our step family has blended when I feel safe, loved, and respected within the walls of my home. When I approach difficult situations with compassion. When I acknowledge 
that I don't have to agree with someone or something in order to validate or express empathy. I'll know our step family has blended when I am more concerned about authenticity than appeasement. When I embrace conflict as an opportunity for self-reflection. When I release others from expectations that I have not clearly communicated. And when I consistently set and uphold boundaries that are for my own well-being. I want you to notice in that list that I just rattled off. I want you to notice that absolutely nowhere on that list where there are mentions of things like the kids will call me mom. Everyone will say please and thank you all the time. My spouse's ex will show some damn appreciation for everything I do for their kids. Right? Often the image we've painted in our minds about what a happily blended family should look like are based in old paradigms and old belief patterns that most people have never taken a look at. These visions that we have also usually require people, aka our partner or the kids or the ex, these visions we have of what a happily blended family should look like, typically, usually, first draft, totally normal, by the way, everyone does this, but these, this first draft vision usually requires other people to change. We want other people to change in order to make us comfortable. Living in a set family is hard. Like there's no two ways around it. Living in a set family is hard. Changing yourself is hard. Our mind resists change. But changing other people is impossible. And if they do change, it's usually only temporary. Changing the past is impossible. Spending time and energy and emotional labor thinking about shoulda, woulda, coulda, and if only I met my partner first, that's a broken strategy. There are so many ways to create a step family life that feels really fulfilling and beautiful. It might not look anything like you once thought it would. It might not look anything like society told you your family was supposed to look like in order to be a family, in order to be whole, in order to be good enough. But the best stories always have a surprise ending. So I hope you'll tune in next week. Um, we're going to continue to take a look at some of the really dominant belief patterns that a lot of stepmoms have that might just be preventing you from living your happily ever after. So next week, we're going to talk about uh, da, 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 the way that us stepmoms like to compare ourselves to our partner's exes. So I'll see you next week. Drop me a line on Instagram. Let's have a chat and uh, happy blending, my friend. Hey there, Brittany here. I wanted to let you know about a special online mini training that I'm offering for free for a limited time. It's called Peace Love Stepmom. And not to toot my own horn, but beep beep, it's pretty freaking awesome. Peace Love Stepmom will give you the exact steps to take in order to create more harmony in your stepfamily without feeling like you have to walk on eggshells or bite your tongue or ignore your own needs just to keep the peace. Because if you are listening to this, then chances are pretty good that you know there's a big difference between not fighting 
and actually feeling peaceful. To enroll in Peace Love Stepmom and get immediate access to this incredible online course, head to peacelovestepmom.com and sign up. It's totally free. You don't want to miss it. So go to peacelovestepmom.com to enroll and get immediate access. I hope this episode got your wheels turning and showed you just how powerful you are. I would invite you to take 30 seconds and tap subscribe to this podcast. When you subscribe to the podcast, then rest assured you will never miss an episode. And in no time, spinning your wheels will be a thing of the past. Thank you for listening and subscribing. And if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the absolute world to me if after you subscribed, you jumped on over and left me a five-star review and better yet, a written review. I am on a mission to let every mom and stepmom know that you can create the life of your dreams. And I need your help to change the world. The world needs us. Thank you so much for subscribing and leaving me a five-star review. I will see you next week. For more behind-the-scenes action and to get really up close and personal with me and our beautiful step family, jump on over to Instagram and follow me at the step queen. Don't be shy. Send me a DM. Tag me in your posts. Tag me in your stories. Let me know what you're up to and what about the podcast has been blowing your mind. I cannot wait to get to know you better. And Instagram is my jam. I love you so much. I love you so much. Make it rain, girlfriend. <laughs>